You are listening to the Health and Wellness Connection Podcast, the number one wellness podcast designed to provide the latest information to help you achieve your health and wellness goals. Our show features exciting guests, the latest in medical research, and in-depth discussions in current trends on weight loss, nutrition, and fitness. No matter what your interest, the Health and Wellness Podcast has you covered. And now, presenting your illustrious host, Dr. Barry M.D. Hello friends, have you been looking for an awesome company to get amazing, natural and holistic beauty products from? Well if so, check out my friends over at iheart-nature.com, formulated by clinicians this company is really amazing. They have created some amazing brands of natural handmade premium soaps, body oils, and all sorts of amazing beauty products, all handcrafted by physicians and soap artisans based in USA. Their turmeric soap is their best seller and has a cult-like fan base. So if you want some amazing soaps going to help brighten up your skin, clear up those blemishes, check out their turmeric soap. It's really one of a kind. Now, why choose I Heart Nature? Because you heart nature too. Again, if you're looking for an amazing company providing some of the most high-quality beauty products on the interwebs, check out my friends over at iheart-nature.com. Again, iheart-nature.com. You won't regret it. Hey, it's Dr. Barry here. We here at the Health and Wellness Collection podcast are always interested in hearing from our fans and our listeners. If you have any information you want to send out to us, or you have any questions you want to ask me or any of the uh, staff here, please do not hesitate to reach out. Our email is drberryhealth at gmail.com. That's drberryhealth, D-R-B-A-R-R-Y-H-E-A-L-T-H at gmail.com. Also, you can find us on Facebook, www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss. And lastly, you can find us also on our blog, www.controlyourweight, that's spelled w8.com. And of course, you can always find me, Dr. Barry, on Instagram, at DrBarryMD, and on Twitter, at DrBarryTechDoc, all one word. Again, thanks for listening to the Health of Wellness Collection podcast. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to any of those aforementioned uh, sites. Again, Dr. Barry, please enjoy the show. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Health and Wellness Connection podcast. It's your host, Dr. Barry, here again. I want to thank you for joining us for I hope will be an informative and exciting episode of the show. Now, today's topic is going to be back to nutrition. It's always important to talk about food and how it affects us. And we're going to talk about one particular kind of food today or food type. We're actually going to talk about protein. Now, protein is a very, very important essential macronutrient. Not, a lot of people have a lot of questions about protein. You know, what is protein exactly? Why is it important? You know, people are always talking about these keto diets and these weird diets where you just pack it on the protein. And some people are unclear exactly what good protein is and how to differentiate between good protein versus bad protein. And and if you're a vegan or vegetarian, like, what do you do about protein? That's always a big question. People sometimes confused as far as, hey, look, I don't like meat, but I need my protein levels to still be elevated. What do I do? Well, we're going to answer all those questions for you today. 
as well as talk about ways you can ensure that you're getting the best quality protein in your diet so you can have the best possible health and wellness status. So protein, what is protein? Well, first off, protein is what, what we consider an essential macronutrient, meaning a nutrient that you need a lot of for your body to function properly. Now, first thing about protein, as we said earlier, not all proteins are created equal. Some are good, some are bad, some have different effects, some have been shown to be potentially harmful to our health. So we have to be careful the amount of quantities we eat certain types of protein. Now, protein is a is a is a is something that's found throughout the human body. It's all over in your muscles, your bones, your skin, your hair. Literally, every part of your body contains protein because it essentially is made up of amino acids, and amino acids are essentially the building block of your body. So, um, many of these, um, you know, many many of the important functions of your body from the different chemicals throughout your body to the different structural components are made of proteins. And again, like these proteins are considered building blocks and they're essential because if you eat crap, your body will have a crap source to build with and you don't want that. You want to give your body the best quality nutrients so that it can make the best quality structures. You can have the best quality physical shape. So it's so important that you understand what you're putting in your body so your body can use those you know, chemicals and, and, and molecules to make the best possible product. Like, you know, they say garbage in, garbage out. Well, couldn't be further, I mean, couldn't be more truer statement made. So now let's talk about how much do we need. Now, protein is something that, again, people like to kind of, you know, overdo sometimes. Some of these diets are pushing higher levels than normal. And, you know, it's really up for debate as far as the appropriate amount of protein we are supposed to consume. But it's recommended by the National Academy of Medicine that everyone should consume approximately 0.8 grams of protein for every kilogram of body weight, right? So for instance, for myself, I'm a large gentleman, about 240 pounds. Um, someone of my stature and size should probably be eating about 80 grams of protein a day. Someone who's a little smaller probably wouldn't eat as much. But the bottom line is that the protein consumption you're supposed to be ingesting or, or eating should be around should be correlated with your body weight. So if you're someone who's um, a larger stature with more muscle mass, you're going to have heavier weight. So you want to figure out how much protein you should be eating um, a day. It's about 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight. So hopefully people can figure that out. For instance, if you're a 140 pound person, it would be about 50 grams of protein a day. And we're going to talk about the types of protein. And this is something you should be looking at labels when you're looking at your different foods you're eating, how much protein is in this item, how much protein is in that item, so that you're understanding the amount of food you should be eating in a day. And of course, this is combined with your calorie levels that you should also be monitoring as well. Hopefully, you guys are using these apps, which we've talked about at length in the past, and we'll have another recap show on. But a great app that will help you monitor your protein intake as well as your overall caloric intake is a great app known as MyFitnessPal. So that's a cool app because you can just put in the food you just ate. Like I ate a hot dog and a tub of fries. It will literally calculate the amount of protein in that meal, amount of carbs in that meal, sodium, saturated fat, and everything else. So if you want some help to do this very easily, get an app. And we're going to talk about apps too in a future episode. So, But MyFitnessPal is when it comes to mind. It's very good. So try that if you want 
a good way to input or figure out the amount of proteins and different um, components of the meal you're eating. So anyway, so protein is very important. And like I said, protein is something that we should be eating on a daily basis because it is considered a macronutrient. If you don't get enough protein, the body will have a difficult time creating the proper nutrients and chemicals needed to allow your body to function normally. Now, of course, with protein, um, in some countries, it's considered a luxury because a lot of times protein comes from animal sources. And sometimes if you're in a developing nation or you're in an area where it's hard to to get um, or there's food scarcity, I should say, a lot of times proteins are the first thing to go because a lot of times they are the most difficult sources of food to really accumulate, especially in, a, in an impoverished or a uh, or a stressed region. Now, when it comes to protein, you have the traditional standard types of protein, and that's animals. Uh, most times, most people, when they consider protein, they think about animals. So, of course, the big types of animal proteins that are popularly consumed in Western society, as well as most of the parts of the world, would be fish, um, also red meat, as well as chicken or white meat. Now, of course, there's newer kinds of meats that people are talking about here and there. You got folks delving into new foods like ostriches and all kinds of other meats and game and everything else. And that's kind of something we're going to leave for another episode. But we're going to keep it simple on this episode and just keep it down to red meat, which will be like your steaks, um, your um, I guess we, we can just leave it at red meat for now. And then we're also hit on white meat, which would be like chicken, as well as fish, which is, you know, food, particularly from the ocean. So all these kind of proteins are very different. And these are all typically animal source of protein. Um, now, red meat is one of those meats that's been eaten for a long period of time. But the more we study it, the more we understand that red meat has a lot of issues. Now, while it's an excellent source of protein, it's also very high in saturated fat. And has been linked to a lot of different illnesses that are particularly harmful, including cancer, heart disease, diabetes, and the like. So red meat, while historically one of the best protein sources, and it really still is, because of its other associated issues, especially medical problems or health-related issues, it's kind of getting less popular um, throughout the world. Now... You have other either issues with um, that also fall in the red meat, which would can be considered processed meats, especially things like like beef jerky or cured um, sausages. They have a mixture of different meats in there, pork and so forth. A lot of times, these meats are also high in sodium as well as high in saturated fat. And of course, saturated fat and sodium, two things that are definitely associated with a lot of medical illnesses, including heart disease, high blood pressure renal disease and so forth now fish isn't as bad however fish does have its own issues fish is, is also an excellent source of protein for instance four ounces of grilled salmon can have about 30 grams of protein which is excellent and very similar to meat as far as its protein content or very similar to red meat like steak as far as its protein content and fish is also good because they're low in sodium and they're low in saturated fat so that can help keep that risk of heart disease low if you consume fish regularly. Um, fish also have great types of fat, 
including omega-3 fats, which is especially good for heart and brain health. So you know, fish is an excellent source of protein just because of its extremely high levels of very good fats, low saturated levels, low, low levels of saturated fats, and high level levels of protein. So, you know, four ounces of salmon is about the equivalent in protein levels as four ounces of sirloin steak. And, and another good um, source of protein, and which is going to actually a very extensive list, is a is the vegetarian protein sources. Most of these are beans, legumes, and other um, foods that we'll talk about in greater detail shortly. They're also extremely high in protein, and are not as problematic as some of the animal sources due to their decreased levels of saturated fat and sodium. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So. In a minute, we're going to talk about the proteins, but uh, sorry, the types of proteins and kind of what makes each one unique. But as far as protein in general and why it's so important that we kind of focus on the source of the protein, because proteins, if because they're a macro, macro because they're a macronutrient, excuse me, we're going to be eating a lot of them. So if you want to keep your protein levels high, you want to make sure that if you're eating a lot of something that it has a relatively you know, good health profile so that you won't potentially harm yourself by over consuming it. This is the reason why red meat has become very, very um, intensely studied as of late, because one thing we know about the Western diet is that red meat is properly consumed. A lot of foods contain red meat, burgers, steaks, you know, um, stroganoff, whatever <laughs> people like to eat out here that, you know, is popular. Many of the dishes are high in red meat. And so because of this red meat um, popularity, we're starting to see a lot of illnesses that are associated with excessive consumption of red meat. For instance, heart disease is probably the number one, is actually is, sorry, the number one killer of human beings in Western society. It's believed that in America, the number one source of death is heart disease, with about 600,000 people, 600, people a year dying from heart-related illnesses, especially heart attack. It's believed that red meat is probably the biggest culprit behind many of these deaths because processed red meat especially is extremely high in saturated fat as well as high a lot of times in sodium as far as how it's prepared, especially processed meat. And because of the high consumption of red meat in Western society, many people are believed to be dying from cardi cardiovascular disease. Now, um, this has been valid in many studies, including one of the biggest studies that was done showed about 120,000 women who was who were followed in a study known as the Nurses Health Study and Health Professionals Follow-Up Study. This took place over two decades, and it was believed that every additional three-ounce serving of unprocessed red meat um, that the people consumed in the study each day, their risk of dying from heart disease increased by 13%. So literally, every single meal of red meat that people consumed was statistically proven to increase their risk of having a heart related event and being that heart disease is the number one killer uh, in western society it's, you can safely bet that a lot of people's love of red meat is leading to their early demise so it's extremely important that we look at what's you know we're putting in our body now I'm not, not going to lie I'm a big fan of red meat as well especially when it comes to like bacon and steaks and burgers. But what you have to understand is that while red meat may taste good, 
there's definitely some potential health issues if you consume too much of it. So like anything, moderation is key. Now, okay, I'm here. We're coming at the break. We're going to really talk more about other kinds of meats as well as vegan and vegetarian sources of, of protein and what you should look at if you're really trying to keep your meat levels or red meat levels down, but still keep your protein levels high. Again, it's Dr. Bear here. Please stay with us. We got a lot more information for you. Protein, extremely important. Please stay tuned. Peace. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Health and Wellness Collection Podcast. It's your host, Dr. Barry, here again, talking more about protein. Now, we're talking about protein and you know, why it's so important that protein remains a good part of your diet. Because it's a macronutrient, it's something that's extremely important and very, very essential for a healthy um, bodily function. Now, as we've said before, for the average individual, you should be consuming about 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram. So it's important that you understand that because a lot of times people tend to underdo it if they're vegetarians, avoiding meat, and unfortunately they're not eating enough good protein sources, resulting in some potential nutritional deficiencies. Or you have the opposite issue where people are overeating protein. For instance, people who like eat burgers every day or grilling steaks every other day, and before you know it, while the protein levels are high, you also consume source of protein, it has a lot of issues that are potentially problematic, including high levels of, of saturated fat, and um, depending on the preparation, especially with processed meat, processed meats and processed red meat, a lot of sodium. And those things can be very harmful to one's health. Then you have other sources of protein, like chicken or what we consider white meat here in the Western society, where you have high levels of protein, but you don't have that saturated fat that you tend to have red meat so it's considered a little healthier now because it's an animal product we still do we still do worry about potential issues with their rearing if they were a lot of issues with potential a lot of antibiotic use another potential harmful cultivation methods that a lot of people are concerned about and uh, may have problems consuming or may have problems with consuming so chicken is also an that you know are available in fresh water and are um, well farmed and, and, and sustained using safe and clean methods. The reason why fish can be an extremely great source of protein because of its high levels of protein as well as its low levels of sodium and saturated fat. It also has some really good
reduce some of the concerning health conditions seen in those who eat a lot of animal protein. Like we said before, high levels of red meat have been associated with cholesterol, sports arms, etc. In fact, high levels of Cancer, for instance. Cancer actually was seen, um, recently studied in a um, report out of the WHO that actually concluded that consumption of processed meat is considered carcinogenic because there's a lot of evidence showing that people who consume a lot of processed red meat are having markedly increased levels of colorectal cancer. And there's actually a very strong positive correlation between meat consumption, processed meat consumption, cancer, as well as pancreatic and prostate cancer. So a lot of cancers have been shown to be positive correlated with meat, especially red meat. Um, so it's something that because of all these potential health risks, plant-based sources of protein are actually becoming more favorable. Now, let's say you are someone who wants to get more plant-based protein in your diet. not sure how to figure out why you like to eat particularly animal-based protein. You can really consider, you know, are as follows: green peas. Now, legumes and beans in general are a great source of animal, or, or sorry, of plant-based proteins. For instance, uh, green peas are one of the best actually sources of, of vegetarian protein because, for instance, one cup of green beans contains about 7.9 grams of protein, which is about the same as a cup of milk. So it's pretty, pretty good. Someone who's trying to avoid dairy, which is also a good source of protein, but you don't want to get lose a protein intake if you're a regular dairy drinker. Milk, or sorry, green peas can be an excellent replacement. Now, if you're someone who likes to drink milk and you still want to get good protein sources, you want to consider, in my opinion, nut-based milks like almond milk, cashew milk. Those are all good sources of protein-rich milk. They have a very similar taste to. source of vegetarian protein is quinoa. Quinoa is an excellent, excellent food in general. It's something that people should be eating, in my opinion, regularly because it's a great health profile. Now, quinoa is technically a seed, but it's extremely unique because it has more than 8 grams of protein per cup. And it has all the nine essential amino acids that the body needs for growth and can never produce on its own. Now, a lot of these essential amino acids are in protein as well. And if you're someone who doesn't want to eat animal protein, quinoa is one of the few plant-based proteins that has all those essential amino acids. And the essential amino acids will go over later. We'll look it up if you want. But there's some amino acids that you cannot get particularly that the body can't make by itself. And so you have to eat them. And again, if you're someone who doesn't eat meat or who, who, who has a reason they don't like meat, you can sometimes be deficient because meats usually have most of these proteins. Quinoa is one of the few plants that has them as well. So you want to make sure you're consuming quinoa. Again, eight grams per cup. Good source of protein. Beans, like we said before, another great source of protein. Again, anything legume-based, anything that grows in a pod, typically are usually high-protein plants. 
Now beans, all kinds of beans are out there. Beans like black beans, white beans, pinto beans, black eyed peas. They're all good because they're all high in protein. For instance, two cups of kidney beans has 26 grams of protein. So that's almost as big as, almost as much as a four ounce steak. So extremely rich in protein. And the beauty of beans is that you, know, you don't have to really you know, make them you know, from scratch. You can kind of prepare them out of ways you puree them. Good year round. And 
sunflower seeds have about 7.3 grams per quarter cup, so it's very rich protein sources. Something that you should probably consider eating if you're a fan of protein and a fan of Last but not least, you got chickpeas. Another excellent, excellent source of protein. They're now these are also in the bean family, so they're kind of you know linked to those beans. That's why they're so rich in protein. And they consider they have about 7.3 grams of protein per half cup. So chickpeas are excellent as well. Nut butter, like almond butter, cashew butter, pistachio butter. A lot of these butters that are made from nuts are actually extremely source, extremely great sources of protein. Now, some of these nut butters are also high in calories, so you got to be careful. Much of them are eating in high quantities, but, you know, spread on a piece of toast or maybe, you know, with some apples. Great way to get that extra protein in your diet if you're someone who's trying to increase your protein. And overall, you know, there's a lot of different, you know, sources of protein, you know, animal-based or plant-based. www.facebook.com forward slash next level weight loss. Our show can also be found on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com forward slash HW Connection. Lastly, for any inquiries, email us at drberryhealth at gmail.com. Until next time.